the Asian Avengers. So weak. The Asian <laughs> Avengers. So weak. So so fuckable, bro. You know? Whoa. Whoa. There's five Asian guys together. Got wow. Together. Did you ever um, go through a stealing phase? Do I think everyone should have a gun? Maybe. Or you can look me up. I don't care. I'll fight you. I don't care. You want to get high as fuck? You, you like opium? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Asian Not Asian Podcast, a podcast where two Asian guys not from Asia talk about American issues no American cares about. I'm your host, Fumi Abe. I'm Mike Nguyen. And quick shout out to our network, Listening Party and Canal Street Radio. Check out those guys on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market. Also, if you are listening on your phones right now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, whatever, SoundCloud, whatever, take a screenshot and post it on Instagram stories and tag us at Asian Not Asian Pod and add like a funny little Dragon Ball Z gif on there. We yeah. love we love the video game gifs. Keep them coming. Say something cool and then we'll retweet it and then we can be friends. Kind of. And you know what? <laughs> um, we mentioned the reviews thing every time. You know, please leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah, it helps. And that really helps. You know, we can, we've been getting a lot of emails. People being like, you should get Jeremy Lin. You should get Andrew Yang. And it's like, dude, people don't even know. It's just me and you. It's just, it's, it's just literally me and, you. me and you. So if you want us to get those people, you better leave those fucking reviews, man. Because that's the only way we're going to get on those iTunes charts, get famous, and get those guests. Get Jeremy Lin, you know? Because yeah. right, right now, I don't know how I can get in touch with him. Uh, I mean, he's untouchable. Now he's like a champ, world he's champion. Like a, he's like a world champion. He's now, chilling. So, he's chilling. But this is on you, anals. Oh, okay. And by anals, we're talking Asian, not Asian listeners. Asian, not okay? Asian listeners. Not the fun activity that millennials like well, to do. Well, I mean, both. On really, nights. we're talking about both. Anals. Let's do a quick shout out to our Patreon subscribers for the week. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we got some awesome Patreon subscribers. Yeah, explain to the uh, new listeners so, what's going on. Uh, we uh, have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Asian not Asian pod. Uh, pod. Asian not Asian pod. And you can come uh, to that and support uh, all the shenanigans that you see on the show. And if you uh, give $5, $10. Uh, there's different tiers. If you give five dollars or more, you get b- access to monthly uh, bonus episodes. More of us. We can cons- we all slide into your DMs. Yes. Uh, that gets real sexy. And then you can also like pitch race news and other fun stuff. So definitely yes. check us out. But then we also reward those um, people who join the Patreon army by uh, trying to guess what ethnicity they are based on their last name. It's very racist. It's very racist. So buckle up, babies. <laughs> get ready. Here we go. Get ready. Here, here are the new subscribers for this week. We got. Uh, Josh Chung Space Wang Space Wang Key. Hold on, let me see this motherfucker. Okay, this is like four people. Th- oh, these are like okay. four high school students who can't afford the Patreon, so they pitched in and they're donating five bucks a month. Yeah, no, this is this isn't a, a one guy. This is a boy band. Okay, <laughs> Josh Chung Wei Ang Lee Wang Kim Chi Kim. This guy's trying to this throw is, us off the set. This might be the most Asian thing I've seen in my life. Let's no. go in on a donation. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Oh, each each of one of us, one dollar. Josh Chung, one, <laughs> two, three, four. I don't even know where one of the names ends exactly. and another one begins. <laughs> That's the thing with Asian names. You just never know where one this begins. This isn't even. This is like a club. This is a, a whole. Jesus I, I, Christ. Uh, like uh, fucking like Penn State's Asian club yeah. gave us money. Fantastic. I don't, I don't know whether it would be happy or be upset, but well, thank you. Well, you guys are all a mix of things, so yeah, and thank now, you very and much for your money. And they're going to share the bonus episode using one phone? Like, I don't know. What, so, what was your plan, guys? That's so millennial. Hey, don't do this, other anals, okay? <laughs> Get Claim your own donation. Next, we have Renita Ra- Ravuth. R-A-V-U-T-H. Ravuth. This sounds like Indian. When? Oh, yeah. Ravi- R- Renita Ravuth. Ravuth. That's like Pakistani or some shit. Yeah, we got a South Asian in here. Or maybe like Malaysian or like some some Muslim vibes. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what's going on. I think we think you're from Southeast Asia. Then we have uh, last not but least Cortland Sue X U Cortland Cortland. Wow. I saw this person. This person also followed me on. You know uh, him? 
on Twitter. Is it a guy? I think it's a girl. Oh wow, Cortland. What's her deal with the name? Yeah, oh, Cortland. Cortland. Is this like one of those like Chinese parents wanted you to fit in with Americans that so they gave you the whitest name possible? Mm, this is this like name her is bro- her brother's name is this, Benedict. This name is so white it's black. Cortland. <laughs> Could, you want to be Courtney? Nah. Cortland. Let's uh, let's do let's do let's throw a curveball. So, but our role now is if you think it's Chinese, it's actually not Chinese. Taiwanese. It's actually Taiwanese. Taiwanese. So, thank you to our new Patreon subscribers. Uh, please check us out on Asian. Not oh, sorry, what is it? Patreon.com/slash/AsianNotAsianPod. Yep. To join the fun. Um, oh, make sure to Google it because our uh, content is not safe for work, so you can't find it through the Patreon search. Yeah, or so you, you can have to Google you, it. You can like type in or the type URL. it in exactly. Yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, okay. Let's move on to the story of the week. What story we got? of the week. Happy Happy Fourth of July! Happy Fourth of July, everybody! It's, uh, today is July seventh. I mean, yes. ju- yeah, and so it's uh, wrapping up. But uh, how was your four? How was your fourth and, and weekend? Uh, my girlfriend's been gone for like two weeks. So awesome! So it's just been me, yeah, being a bachelor, the boys. W- watching Stranger Things, getting drunk alone. You know, I see, I watch her uh, stories. She looks so happy when she's not around you. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, I live in my best life. You know what's so funny? <laughs> Meeting she, guys. She never posts on Instagram. <laughs> and then when she goes away, she posts all these like sexy pictures. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? What, <laughs> girl, what are you doing, girl? <laughs> like when I'm not around, you're posting these pics. So I'm like, I'm going to go up. I'm going to go out there and nothing happened. You know, I <laughs> I, uh, I went to um, uh, uh, New Orleans theme bar in my neighborhood and my friend was in a, she's in a jazz band. So I went to go watch oh, her jazz cool. band. So that was cool. I was just like drinking with some friends. You what? know, it was, it was pretty chill. That's like cool. nothing, nothing crazy, you know. That's awesome. Watching jazz, the most American thing possible. That sounds so. very. That sounds very but, good. But you had something. You did something more interesting. Than I, I did. I went out to Long Island. Um, yep. I went out to. It's it's kind of complicated, but they're they're my in laws in laws. Okay. Okay. So it's my Korean in laws in laws. Yep. Right. Uh, and and they got some they got some cash. Yep. You know, and so they have this sick house. Yep. And we they have a sick boat. Yep. And we water. I water skied. I tried to water ski. Yeah. Which is uh, for me an accomplishment. Have like, you ever done it before? I've never done it. I've never had the opportunity to water ski. Mm. And I bet you in the next thirty years, I probably won't have except for this except for this family. Yeah. I will not have another opportunity. To water ski mm. because for me that's like you know that's like pinnacle white move white sport. But see that's so interesting. You associate it with like wealth. I do associate right? with wealth, but I'm here to dispel that because I'm from the Midwest, yeah, Shout out Ohio. Okay, and so like here's the thing about here's the interesting about like rich white activities is mm. that they can be rich white activities, but those activities are often also poor white activities. Mm, so my true. friends growing up had boats. Their families had boats because yeah. boats are not really that expensive. Okay, that's the whitest thing you've ever said. It's not. It's not. That's both the I'm that's not that, even that's crazy. joking. That's crazy. Because boats aren't even that expensive. They're not, dude. I'm not even joking. Okay, I come from a boat people. Okay. Yes. We do. We got. We got. We were on boats. You think when we were getting out of Saigon, <laughs> like, hey, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, Fung, this Yamaha. You wanna? You wanna? You want? Hey, is it cool if we drag you on a fucking ski as we escape communism? Uh, go ahead. Uh, uh, hey, uh, hey, Fook, Go ahead. Uh, go, pull, pull that up. <laughs> Open her up. Open her up. Oh, yeah, man. We're going to definitely get away from pirates now. (laughs) No. White people got... They they don't even want to be on the boat. Dude. They're on the boat. They're like, you know what? It'd be sick if we're not on the boat, but we're still on the water. I'm just saying... If you look on Chris's boats are really It's really not It's it's cheaper than what you think And okay. so a lot of my friends from Ohio Who were like middle class Or like lower middle class They had boats And we'd go to like Lake Lake Choctaw Okay Our local <laughs> yeah. lake And we would do it And like we, uh, 16 year olds Driving driving yeah, boats yeah. You know And I remember like Driving out of some of my friends And like do Water skiing And it really wasn't I never associated it as like A, a rich thing. thing Because these families They just 
it wasn't they weren't wealthy they just got they just it's, got the it's boat the same and just thing as like i feel like maybe new york if you owned a go-kart people would be like oh shit like that they're like wealthy but like in the midwest if you mm. own a go-kart people are like oh you're trash yeah you, you, you own a go-kart you have like uh i don't know what it was they, they, like i feel like poor people in the midwest have cool sh- cool shit like that yeah gasoline powered things you know <laughs> so things that things that take gasoline I, I see i've i've water skied all my life you know you water ski yeah, because uh, I had all these friends who we would go to Lake Choctaw, bro. Meet, no, us, meet see, us there. This is what this is what I'm saying. This is so like American where it's like even regular people got boats. Even regular people can water ski. Because in New York, you know, it's backwards, right? Everything in New York is backwards where like we oh, don't that's have... that's right, that's right. We, we don't, don't have laundry. We're, we don't have we don't washers have and dryers. We don't have cars. Right, right. And stuff like that. We definitely don't have boats. And it would never be on any body of water in New York City. Like right. the river. Oh, Jesus. Right, right, you get right. hepatitis right away. Hell yeah. And uh, so, you know, so for me, it was definitely like a really sweet thing. Uh, I, d- I didn't get to stand up. I, I wasn't able to. Really? Yeah. I only, I, oh, you know, I, I love didn't realize that you couldn't stand up. I couldn't stand up. I only got five chances. Why didn't you have more chances? Well, it was getting late. The kids were like my nephew oh, that's and niece. The, you went with like a whole crew of people. I mean, what, you can't, you can't, you can't water ski by yourself. No, you water ski with like two, three people. Well, that's what I've been doing. I just go with like my two friends. Okay, fancy man. Okay, I don't got, <laughs> I don't got that. Okay, I had to, I had to wait my turn. That's behind hilarious. A, an, an eight-year-old and a, and a nine-year-old. Yeah, stood up right. At, well, they've been before. They were doing their thing. Yeah, and then, and then I was just, I was just, it was just a pleasure to be there. It was a pleasure. Um, did to did be you there. get water stuck in your butt? Okay, I'm starting, to, fall. I'm starting to think you don't know what water skiing is. No, you don't know what the fuck no, water skiing is. You don't is. know what water skiing is. You, no. you want to tell me? Lake Choctaw <laughs> represent? <laughs> Lake Choctaw. Lake Choctaw, dude. No, I didn't get any uh, water. I, I guess I was falling wrong. I didn't get any water in my butt. I, I think, actually, I think you were falling correctly. For if, you fall, if you fall incorrectly, like if you sit. Oh, because you sit down. You sit down and just the water, because you're going like 30 miles per hour, the water just goes right Well, also, I got, I got great lower body strength. And you know, this, it's just you real clench your ass it's tight, real back. <laughs> it's just tight down there. A lot of wow. jujitsu, a lot of jujitsu, wow, 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 a lot wow, of clothes wow, guard. Wow, wow, wow. So that's what I did. Um, I will keep you posted on whether or not uh, this this boat person is able to <laughs> transform into a water ski person. I mean, oh, that yeah, would just man. be amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm I, glad I think these people would love fucking water skiing. We just love <laughs> ocean. Things. It brings them back. Yeah, <laughs> this, reminds me, this reminds me of when we were escaping, and we're on the. Ocean. Hey man, shouts all the veterans. Okay, <laughs> shouts uh, the veterans. Boomy, <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you doing, what? man? What's going on? Boomy, wake up! Oh my God, why the fuck? Are are we? S- what what happened oh last night? Oh God! What the? Oh God! F- oh my God! Did we? Did we? I think we took a nap oh together. My oh my god! We, we took a nap together. We took a nap together. Uh, that's oh. too much. You oh. have a wife? How could we you? Can't, t- t- we can't let Gina know. We can't let Gina Don't know. Don't let Maria know that Don't you, ever, you took know. a nap with a dude. <laughs> what does oh this my mean? God! What does this mean? I, I couldn't help it because it was so heavenly. This mattress. Where'd you get it? Oh, this is a this is a Helix sleep mattress. Oh my god! It's it's a great mattress. It's, it is. It's so nice. That's why it was so nice. It made me change. It made me change my sexual orientation. It, it, now you are a nap. Napper. napper you're a napper yeah that's one of the that's on the spectrum yeah i'm I a think. straight asian napper you're straight you're straight you're a cis straight asian napper. napper yeah it's all because of this healy sleep mattress you baby. know what i like about this mattress though because i i noticed when i was sleeping with you yeah. yes i was sleeping with you yes i noticed that you're over there on your side like a weirdo sweating i was and i don't know if you know how i sleep i don't know if you're watching while i sleep you oh, probably I, was. Were. I yeah. was watching but you noticed that i sleep on my stomach yeah right yeah 
but I, I realized that with this mattress, like, it kind of, it's mm-hmm. for all sleepers. Mm-hmm. It wasn't discriminatory in that way. You know? It's not, it it's very, inclusive. It's very inclusive. It's inclusive of nappers. Yeah, man, and it's great. But you know why? It's because uh, it has, uh, Helix Sleep has this cool quiz you can do. It takes only two minutes, matches your body type and sleep preferences. Whoa! So you can find the perfect mat- mattress for you and your new partner. Your new partner, Ooh. a.k.a. me. A.k.a. you. Yes, yeah, so just go to helixsleep.com slash Asian, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life and they have a 10-year warranty yes you can try it out you can try it out for 100 nights 100 nights risk-free unlike our relationship (laughs) very risky so risky so risky oh my god they'll even uh, pick it up uh, for you if you don't love it but you will wow and helix sleep was also uh, awarded the number one best overall mattress award pick of 2019 by gq and wired magazine they're my two favorite magazines they are also my favorite magazines. Hell yeah, man. So Helix is offering up to $125 off all mattresses uh, for our listeners, a.k.a. Anals, at helixsleep.com slash Asian. That's Helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash Asian. Up for up to <laughs> $125 off. So if you want to get like me and Mike, sleep with your friends, take a nap with your friends, check out Helix Sleep Mattress. All right, let's uh, let's get to the guest today. Uh, we got some awesome guests. Uh, we're 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 doing a little cross pollination as far as media goes because yes, we're yes, yes. we're going to be uh, working um, with uh, this organization. But we got the co-founders of Hamley, Happy Family Night Market, an annual event that celebrates the Asian diaspora through food, art, and education. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got two found. We've got the co- two co-founders. One is Phoebe Tran, an educator, event producer, chef, cultural organizer, and executive director uh, of uh, Happy Family Night Market, and uh, Angeline Gagrasen. A writer, filmmaker, and artist who tells stories through about ec- uh, ecology, memory, and power. And I learned recently, also studied clown, which we're going to get into. <laughs> uh, give it up right now for Phoebe Tran and Angeline Gagasa. Yay! Thank you. You're a first clown guest. Wow. <laughs> okay. Thanks for being here. She looks embarrassed. Did she, she does. not think we were going to do our homework? Oh, we read it. Did you not think we would Shouldn't look have put you that up? into your about We're about to do 45 section. minutes on clowning. Fuck the market. We're All doing right. clowning stuff Bring today. out the tiny tricycle. <laughs> Here are some red noses. Here's Here you go. Um, how you guys doing? How, would you, how was you guys' fourth? I went out to Cold Spring and went ca- oh. kayaking, actually. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I got on a boat as You well. also got on a boat. Wow. We can't. We love our boats. Phoenix people love boats. <laughs> yes. I didn't get to stand on water. Okay, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you didn't either. I didn't get to stand yeah, on the water. Yeah. Yeah. How was your fourth? I worked. Yeah. Oh. What did you do? What What do you? Well, I was working on Happy Family Night Market. Oh wow. dang! A little bit of shade just now, Phoebe. Wow. <laughs> Co-founder. Someone was kayaking <laughs> while I was working. You know grinding. what? You know what? I feel you because I also worked on this podcast over this weekend, mm-hmm. and Mike was stupid kayaking or whatever. What, I was whitewater rafting. Yeah. Whatever. I keep changing it. <laughs> yeah. You went hiking. I was. I was uh, in a water balloon. Wait. Um. So okay. Cool. Tell us a little bit about uh, Happy Family Night Market. What is it for people who don't know? Uh, either in New York or otherwise. Well, so Happy Family Night Market, Phoebe and I founded last year. It's only one year old. One year, year old. old, awesome. And um, it's a one day only celebration of the Asian diaspora. Sick. As you said, through food, art, and education. But our programs, we have a film festival, food festival, music festival, live wow. music. In one on day. On two stages, yes. Uh, we also have panel discussions hands-on workshops, a public art program, and that consists of like site-specific and participatory artworks, Jeez. mostly installation, mm-hmm. uh, a marketplace, and we also have an improv comedy show 
Mm. This year is part of our programming. No stand-up comedy. So, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, that's sick. Actually, you know what? We, I just found out that Phoebe and I went to the same high school. What the fuck? Yeah. Really? Went to Canyon High School. Do you guys not... Did in Anaheim Hills. No, I don't fucking know her. She's like 20 years younger than I. <laughs> oh. Um, did... When you, when you left there, was it still the Comanches? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really fucked up. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. It's so fucked What's up. What's Comanches? Comanches are is like a is like a Native American tribe, but that was our oh, mascot. mascot. Mm. And um, I, I remember thinking, looking at it, and and, and fortunately, we didn't lean in it t- into it too much. It's not like we had a, like a guy, like a white guy dressed like a Comanche, run out onto the field. Yeah, but it was it was we definitely had the command like a guy's head, mm. the face, this poor guy, and like you know, and it had, we had on the side of the gym a spear. Which I don't even know if they use spears. Uh, so I just remember that, and uh, I remember our ugly colors. Can't oh my god, <laughs> they were yellow and yellow brown. and brown. So we called it urine and poop. <laughs> it was a really yeah, ugly co- uh, ca- color. But you went to the same high school as me. Yeah. And then did you know you wanted to do food right away? Did you, you were you like oh, I kind of don't want to like do the college thing yet or whatever? Like you know, kind of walk me through how that went. Uh, I think I took a class on like food and identity at NYU and then I was like okay I want to go travel to China because it's the closest possible to I don't know Vietnam as far as like an abroad campus or an oh, offsite campus uh, so when I when I moved to Shanghai I was just like I don't know I want to drop out of school and like start cooking and doing projects I, I started a street food stand and started cooking dinners and getting you, jobs that I wouldn't have gotten right. here because you said there's no rules in Shanghai you could do whatever you want yeah. That's is tight. that true? Well, no. That's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I definitely had like an expat mentality when I was there. Just kind of like, let's let's just like hustle and see what happens. Yeah. That's cool. Was it easy to start a thing there? Definitely. Because, okay, here's a little quick story. My, he's a white guy. Maybe this happened to him because he's a white guy. He was a college roommate. He was college roommate with a guy who uh, started Mr. Softy. And he started a Chinese Mr. Softy. And then it started picking up and the Chinese government showed up. And they jacked his recipe, everything, and they shut him down. And the Chinese government started their own Mr. Softy. That's probably what I mean. I've heard several stories like that, yeah. but it's a different. Like it's like a bakery that yeah. got too big, yeah. and there was yeah, yeah, always yeah. a line out the door, and then they got shut down. And you know, it's like yeah. I was never a part. I was never like starting a business that big. Mm. But I mean, like. I remember I had a friend who spoke fluent Chinese and so we could go around and sort of interview street vendors and be like, do you guys have any like permits or anything? They're like, no. Yeah, yeah. And like we're two Asian girls that kind of like blend in aside from the fact that like we kind of look, you know, we're not street food vendors, but right. we, we like set up a stand and just started like cooking outside of clubs. You have a very in- interdisciplinary kind of like background as well. Like yeah. you're, you study kind of performance and then you shifted mm-hmm. into like filmmaking. Mm-hmm. So how, how did that go? Um, well, oh, by the way, I just wanted to mention I'm also from the Midwest. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Uh, you've been water skiing. I actually haven't <laughs> been water been, You've skiing. been to Lake Choctaw. Choctaw. You've made out under bleachers. <laughs> I have done that, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Football Friday nights. Okay. <laughs> okay. So where did you, where did you grow up in the Midwest? Racine, Wisconsin, baby. Oh, shit. You like cheese? Do you know where I that is? I fucking love <laughs> cheese. Yeah, Wisconsin, bro. Oh, okay. You know the state. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Racine in particular. I don't know. I assume they like cheese. Was that, am I wrong? Mm, no, you're right. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Blanket statement. You have, you have blanket statements when you meet people? All the time. They're like, oh, Oregon. You're like, Nike or whatever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you just want to connect. If somebody, if somebody said Oregon, I'd be like, yo, Oregon Trail. <laughs> 
Yo, yo, typhoid. Yeah. <laughs> had to leave grandma because she had died. Had to leave grandma because she died. Yo, you better get another axis or yeah, whatever dude. fucking axle, I guess. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, okay. So you're from Wisconsin, yeah. and so like, and you're and you're Filipino. Yes. You're half Filipino. Filipino American. Yes. Okay, cool. So what was, what was that like growing up? Because I don't. Does Wisconsin have a a, a big Filipino community? No, not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there are a lot of Filipinos in Chicago, the right. Chicago suburbs. Right, right, right. And I live, Racine is southeastern Wisconsin, so it's kind of ha- halfway between Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Chicago. So I spent a lot of time in the, in, my mom also worked in the Chicago suburbs. So oh, I spent, okay. So I, I had interactions with other Filipinos right. in Illinois. And like, were you able to, I was just talking to you about this, were you able to like, were you proud of being Filipino no, growing oh up? No, oh my God. I was so... Not ashamed, but really resistant. Just like hiding it, right? Yeah, because I didn't get it. I didn't understand. Man, I mean, I don't know if you want to go there with no, me. No, we definitely no, want to go there. That's all we want to do. Go we just want to get real, dude. I mean, okay, so uh, I was raised by my single mother, who's from the Philippines. She immigrated okay. here in 78. Classic Filipino move, by the way. Classic, hardworking. Move over here, just do everything. I don't need no man type shit. Mm, mm. She, yeah, she, I think it was just she just needed the sperm. <laughs> um, hi, mom, I love you. Um, I didn't need no man; I just need some sperm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, my my dad was out of the picture even before I was born. They were Word. they were never together, so wow, I never knew my dad. Tight. I never met my dad, okay. and then he died when I was seventeen. Right, gotcha. So you are like culturally super Filipino then, because like your mom raised you. Well, ha- I mean, but I was raised in this country, so I'm also yeah, but oh. yeah, but like at the, at the end, of the, I totally feel you, but like. It's hard to hide that because you go home, your friends come over, and your mom's Filipino. Did you get the big spoon in the, ha- totally. the big spoon in the fork. Yeah, I do have. And like you're eating a sandwich, but you want you want Filipino. It's like I've been in your house, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I got all these wood carvings and shit in my house. Wood carving, a lot of uh, Mary, Mary, uh, Virgin Mary pictures. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, wow. the big V. Oh my God, you know. Okay, so yeah, I was really, but I also okay, I was like. Because I am white passing because I'm half, my father's ancestry is like Eastern European Russian mm-hmm, Jew, right. which, you know, we want to talk about what is Asia. Like, let's talk about Russia. Mm. We, we had a Russian person on here. For sure. You know? Um, so, yeah, because I am a mixed race, like kind of racially ambiguous yeah, person, yeah, I yeah. was white passing and I wasn't really even aware of my Asian identity in public, like at school. Um until I went to college, really, or when I was with my mom and, and, and her Filipino friends. So, mm. I, so you know, there's a lot of code switching for me going on as yeah. a child. Did, Did you, you like, oh, go ahead. No, uh, Fumi has this thing where he thinks that Oh yeah, Asian people, a, do you want to talk about that? I was about to bring that up. Okay, do you okay. want, like, Asian people, sometimes we have our own coming out as an Asian person because we choose, we have to choose the identity. Sort of like, you know, um, you know uh, when, a ba- when a Korean baby becomes one years old, and they put the, the <laughs> pencil in front of them, a ball, and like a knife. <laughs> so which Wait, one will you what choose? What culture does this again? Is this like Mongolians or some shit? No, like Korean people do this. Oh, Korean people for do one, this too? For, uh, one year old, they do, they have like, they have like, now it's like more modern, they have like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a calculator, <laughs> a, uh, whatever, a, a, a ball, yeah. and then like a paintbrush. Yeah. And like, depending on which one they gotta choose. But the paintbrush is really far away. <laughs> Super far away. 
It's on, it's on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but, uh, oh, look, he chose this other oh, thing. Oh, it's again, he chose a calculator. <laughs> Crazy. It's right here. Weird. Uh, but like, I think Asian people, like at a certain age, we have to like <laughs> choose the rice ball. Yes. Yeah. Like, choose like, the rice ball. I always talk about it as like the- It's a little different for us though, for, for us, I think, yes. being Vietnamese, so California. It, but let's talk about it's that It's different a from different, like California Asians have a whole different thing. But I think Midwestern Asians, because we, even if there are Asian people around, because you go to school and all the popular kids are not Asian, mm-hmm. all the things you're interested in have nothing to do with Asian. And then sometimes you get kind of shade for being Asian, too Asian, right? So you like deny, you deny that experience. And then you go to college, you become in your 20s and you're like, you have to like come out yeah, as an Asian. Yeah, like, oh, I'm it's, Asian. It's actually, I'm Asian. And you also have to, you're Asian, but you also have to like let people know like, it, would it be all right if I was Asian from now on? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. actually, I was thinking about the other day, it's like, very similar to like a gay person coming out, not to, you know, uh, say that the struggles are the same, but it's like, you have to like, it's a lifestyle you gotta choose. It's like, oh, I'm gonna be okay with always wanting to eat rice all the time and I don't care who knows it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it took me years to eat a rice ball in front of my wife. You go, girl. Years. I have a rice ball in my backpack right now. Oh my God. <laughs> to me, I would have never done that, but now it's like, I want you to see it. You know, it's kind of mm. like, you know, it, yeah. it's like, and people are like, oh, I can't believe you just eating a rice ball. I'm How dare you? Oh my yeah, God. but it's like, now I'm proud of the rice ball, mm. you know? Yeah, Did so you have that? Well, when I was growing up, like I, my mom tried to teach me Tagalog. Yeah. Because that's her language. Yep. Uh, she was never home though. She was always working and I had a nanny. Mm. And her language is Ilocano, which is a different dialect. Words. It's also Filipino? Yes. Okay. And so they thought, oh, okay, we'll just, we'll talk to her in Tagalog and Ilocano and she'll become trilingual. But what happened was I, I just became confused. So yeah. they gave up and they're like, all right, let's just, just do, English. do English. We'll just yeah. do English. And so I didn't learn the language. And then I went to school and I learned French. So I'm fluent in French. Weird. Mm. And then I learned Spanish. And, and like at a certain point, I was like, what the? F- I'm the same. I, I my like, Spanish is much better than my Vietnamese. Yeah, I am like Bien. fluent in, you know, colonial languages, but not my own ancestral <laughs> For tongue. Sure. They should tell. I'm ashamed. Well, first of all, they I mean, our, high first, that. our first language that, I mean, my is the definitely the colonial thing. English. I only speak English, really. Yeah. You know? And then my second language, my second language is Spanish. Like my, <laughs> I think I know, I think I honestly, because of BTS, now I know more Korean. Than mm. Vietnamese, but like you know, it, it it's it's really hard to like yeah. pick up those things. Wait, I want to flip it back to uh, a Phoebe about the Asian coming out. Now you're like a California Asian. So hold on here. Did you? So you you grew up in Orange? Yeah. And then you went to Little Saigon all the time. Yeah. Um, and L. A. What is um, what is uh like? Did you have the thing where I wasn't ashamed of being Asian, but sometimes I was a little ashamed of being Vietnamese? Did you ever have that? Mm. I saw. I had that a little bit. I think the only thing about being Vietnamese, I also went to a Montessori school. Oh. What does that mean again? It's, I went to one too. Yeah. It, it's like a different way of teaching, right? Yeah. I mean, to give you an example, like I I graduated in a class of 11 people, including myself. What the Which fuck? Montessori school? You share school? Uh, Far Horizons Montessori. Okay, never mind. But you, I mean, you share a classroom with like two other grades, so you're like... Tiny. Yeah. 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 Tiny. Tiny. For elementary school? Uh, all through eighth grade. Oh, you did middle school there too. Yeah. You didn't go to El Rancho. <laughs> yeah. So when I went to Canyon, I was like, "What the hell? What is happened? Going so, on? Yeah, it's a pretty big school." Yeah. Wow. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, like bringing out the 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 pork floss, the mm. jabong with yeah. the rice, and people are like, "Are you eating hair?" And I'm like, <laughs> "It's tit." And then they're like, "What'd you just say?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Vietnamese has a h- hilarious language. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think like. I have a huge Vietnamese family. Mm. Like my grandma you can just had say a Vietnamese kids. family. We're already big. Yeah. 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 How so many I- uncles you got? 
Thrills. <laughs> this is like I have like <laughs> I, can't, I, can't I, have, I would have more, but some of them died. Honestly, oh I would have more, but like you know. I feel like I don't even know some of them. You know. Oh, they're oh so big. God. Like, it just like keeps expanding. I only can manage it because I don't talk to my dad's side, so I only yeah, know no, my same mom's here. side. Yeah. Oh no. Poor Vietnamese dad. Why? All alone. So sad. Let's Divorced. Explore that. Let's explore uh, that, guys. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Why are you ashamed of being, being Vietnamese? I thought that Vietnamese, like when I would go to Little Saigon. It would be like it would be like so overpoweringly smelly, you know. And it would Even just be you. so. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and then like you know, Little Saigon. Like, if you go to the rest of Orange County, like all of Orange County is like very like. Now that I understand, you know, being older, it's like Stepford wifeishly clean, you know, where <laughs> yeah. like you know it's like illegal to be homeless in Irvine, for example. <laughs> I don't know if that's still true, but anyways, but like you know, Probably. it's like super clean, but like you know, in a in like an artificial way. But then you go to Little Saigon. And it's like very real. It was like, you know, just like this old ass Chinese, not Chinese, Vietnamese grandmother selling, you know, durian in the street. And like, there's like all these smells and stuff like that. So I would be like, oh man, like Vietnamese people, we're like so crazy and like out of control with our like, we're also bad drivers, you know, I'll say it. And like, you know, like there's no <laughs> yeah, parking lot laws, you know, like <laughs> everything's crazy, you know? And so for a long, and then like the other Asian kids at my school, were you know there's like Korean people and, and Chinese people and, the, and you know I grew up we you know Anaheim Hills is a very wealthy area yeah so I was like not wealthy like yeah. I mean I was doing fine don't get yeah. me wrong yeah. so then I was I was like man us poor Vietnamese people people we're in like you know we don't have a lot of Vietnamese camaraderie like the other Vietnamese kids in my grade where we were we would try to assimilate into the other Asian mm -hmm. things yeah, that's or be true. white right um, mm -hmm. which is like a whole other thing so like Vietnamese people didn't like really get together and be like yo let's be a Vietnamese together you know so it was like that I feel like I there weren't very many Vietnamese people when I went to high school I hung out with a there lot of Korean lot. people yeah and Bengali people it was yes, like I funny also had mad Indian like, people yes. it was like it was like yes. split it was like the Bengali crew that I hung out with were like the people I partied with and then the Korean people I, hung you out studied, with, with? I studied with yes <laughs> yes for sure yeah That's Indian true. people know how to get down for yeah. sure <laughs> yeah all my my Asian friends in high school were all Indian we can get some mm. more Indians up on this podcast. We will. We will soon. Okay, cool. Coming soon. Um, so then for you, but for you, it wasn't like necessarily like the same thing where you had to kind of come like choose your identity really. No, I was mean, I like went closer to it. That's why I moved mm. to China. Yeah, you really See, did. I don't even think I would have had the confidence to move back to Asia. That's how removed I was from the Asian identity, you know? It's like, it just took, like I said, it took me a while to just eat Asian food in public and be cool with it. Like, yeah. I, I, like I couldn't eat it in front of girls and stuff. I thought it wasn't cool, you know? But I think there's but something about bringing like, fa like being with family. Like I remember my cousins and I, we used to like pack like rice balls with pork floss and bring it into Disneyland and like bring it out on the ride <laughs> and eat it together. When you're like <laughs> at the peak of, yeah, uh, of Thunder like, Mountain? Bring out the rice balls. <laughs> Now's the time. You're in the, in the picture, you're eating a fucking rice ball. All the white family is like, this is ruined now. We can't buy this family photo what are they eating? <laughs> they're eating hair what are they eating wow <laughs> put, that, put, put that hair away yeah that's uh, uh <laughs> but that's that's but that's the thing about the, the asian experience man we're I, all so do you th i mean we always talk about the asian wave do you guys feel there's an asian wave like there's an asian renaissance or whatever in the last couple of years do you feel like that's happened with media and then like with food do you do you, you know how, how, what do you think your relationship with that is like you know especially with the night market I think I notice it more in New York, like being in New York. <laughs> yeah, yes, for sure. For sure, there's definitely. Ooh, a wave. so you, you think there there isn't an Asian wave in other parts of the country? Because I haven't really been out of New York since the wave. I, I don't know. Like, are people not down with Asians still in Wisconsin? Is this is, are shit, is, is shit still the same over there? You think? No, 
I, I, I see a more of an the mainstreamization. How do you say that? The mainstreamization <laughs> of Asian culture yeah. permeating into mass media and yeah. mass culture for sure. You know, there's more. Well, like, okay, so like growing up in Wisconsin, I had never had Thai food because there were no Thai restaurants. Mm, for same, sure. And same, I same. moved to Chicago and I was like, oh my God, what is this? This is incredible. There was All there was was a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Yep. That was it. Yep. And now I, mean, I think I went back a year or so ago and I think there's probably a Thai restaurant there now. Mm. I think people know what Thai food is. I think people know what Vietnamese food is. Right, right. So like food, I, I want to kind of, this is kind of the point oh, yes. I have here. Yeah, so like ahead. food is such an important thing for Asian people because it's like, you know, it's. I think it's really the first medium that was accepted by non-Asians. And what I mean by that is like people in comedy for a long time, it was really hard for Asian people to get stage time because nobody cared. Nobody cared about the Asian point of view. Our, uh, yeah, it our, wasn't our, relatable. Our perspective. It, they didn't think we had personalities. And if you're on stage back in the 70s, it's because you had like a funny accent and you wore a kimono on stage, even though you were Chinese, right? It, it didn't yeah. give a fuck. They just like, oh, this Asian caricature is not funny. And they're laughing at you, not with you, right? So it was like that for a long time. Still today, I think it's a little harder for Asians to get screen time unless you fall in one of the... Um, marketable buckets and by that I mean like if you're like a Eddie Wong if you talk like that if you are gay you know they, there was like a survey recently that will happen um, they surveyed Asian Americans they said that if you're actually a gay Asian American other non-Asian people see you as more American than than somebody who's a straight Asian person right so mm -hmm. there's it's like if you can attach on to one of these more like marketable things then then you can have you can have stage time you can have camera time right but with food people it's shit was shit's always been good and Going back to what you said about how like there's a Thai restaurant in, in Wisconsin now, I know that my friends from Ohio who don't know anything about Asia, they're like they're eating Korean barbecue now. They know about pho now. I don't know if you knew that. They know about that shit now. Oh, right? I wish they did. They but did, but they did. They they found out in like 2018, <laughs> right? But but because food is the first thing to move throughout the country, and and there's always been an interesting thing. I think food is one of the only things Asian people do that's like cool. Would you agree with that? Mm, yeah. For like, I see what one you're of saying. the first things that was considered cool, and I think. When you think of like famous Asian people, you know, they were like, like David, the David Changs, like they were all kind of involved in food first, I feel like. I f yes, we were, yeah, we were just saying like the, the people who, the Asian Americans, a lot of the Asian Americans who are, have now media jobs started in food first. So like David Chang, Eddie Wong, um, that Japanese breakfast lady. Even like the Iron Chef, you know, he was like a famous Asian person. What's his name? The one that. Morimoto. Yeah, yeah, that guy, right? People knew who he was, but he was a chef. And he was he was an Asian American, but like right. I feel like that was the first thing that was accepted to non-Asian people, and I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. It's true. I mean, we we knew, I mean, I knew that that was a good medium to talk about larger issues when I started Happy Family Night Market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's universal. Everyone has to eat. Mm. Yeah, and and uh, there's there was like there was an article on the New York Times, um, the rise and triumph of Asian American cuisine or something like that on, on, and it was talking about like third culture, third culture kids like first second third generation chefs that like Eddie Huang, um, like David Chang who made Asian food cool and it was yeah. like a reclamation like reclaiming your identity yeah. as an asian person and like being the ones to cook it as opposed to like some white guy cooking it right it's it's like the first thing that non-asian people wanted from asian culture right because well, go back to what you said you said everybody has to eat yeah well, everybody has to laugh 
but if it has to eat, but why, why not eat a sandwich? You know, there's, I feel like there's something happening with food inherently that made it popular because everybody needs to laugh, but they don't, they're not looking for Asian comedians. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think there was something, and I don't know if you have that answer to this, but there's something happening with food, I think. Um, and, and that's the secret why it, it kind of blew up and it's allowing media people to kind of like get more camera time. I think it's because mainstream America is also coming, coming to realize that you know they've lost touch with where food comes from and how it's made and Word. where it's grown mm, yeah. and all those things so as as ordinary americans asian or not asian are Shouts. learning <laughs> learning about what how to make food yeah. what is food that, that's what yeah go ahead i'm you sorry know, yeah that's that's also i think driving a curiosity into you know what was formerly categorized as eth- ethnic cuisine yeah. right but is is now just becoming a kind of hybridization. Right. Well, I also think like f- travel food shows are really, really mm-hmm. like trending, you know, with mm-hmm. yeah. Anthony Bourdain and even like Andrew Zimmern with like the Disgusting Foods show and like all those Food Network shows that are now like Chef's Table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Netflix show food shows yeah. where like you travel and you get to go to these remote villages and eat Asian food and everyone's just like eating with their eyes now. It's like mm. all blending together. So if you're like an Asian chef, are you like cool in the hospitality industry? Because I feel like in other industries, not even comedy, if you're like an Asian whatever, Asian accountant, Asian writer, Asian comedian, you're still not the popular kid today. But because Asian food is so popular, if you're like an Asian chef, is it kind of like when an Asian person walks into a dance studio and you're like, oh fuck, this guy's gonna pop and lock like crazy? Like, is there some clout? <laughs> yeah, does, does that make sense? The dance thing is interesting because there are a lot of like really good Asian dancers. Like, there's all that, you know. Every, you everybody from California, I assume. Singers. You and I, were you in a dance crew? Yeah. Yeah. See? Oh fuck. I, I grew up, I grew up dancing hip hop. See? Ah. Yeah. <laughs> it, but, you know what? I do pop and lock in the kitchen. Oh my God. <laughs> You know, it's yeah. I think we, I think we do have some, <laughs> some clout, some some clout there, right? And then I think with the, f- and then yeah, with the food thing, I I always say that ultimately we have we like Asian people can. This is the one time where like our perceived authenticity around the topic is legitimate, because like for example, like I always say that I've probably had fun. I had fun more times. Uh, by the time I was 10 than most people ever eat in their whole lives because I was just this is how I roll and I had all the best pho and, and you know I don't care about whatever because this, this is, I, I put it at the 10,000 hours in I am the Malcolm Gladwell of pho okay how are I you know, alive still that's, I don't that's know. a mystery yeah I, I, a really good doctor diabetes is really high in my family <laughs> so that was that's that's part of it I think too it's interesting what you said about like people learning about food again mm-hmm. because I was I've always thought about when um when I would ask my fan like my, my white friends I always try to imagine what they ate for dinner and I'm like what do they eat for dinner like in my like, little thought bubble in my mind of them <laughs> eating hot dogs all the time and I'm like this is no way to live and because like for us it's like you know like when you go home it's like you know what you're you know essentially what you're gonna eat like it's rice with some sort of vegetable stew or whatever no like like I feel like my mom made like five different things oh I see what you're saying and they were all different every single night whoa like Mm. a soup a vegetable a meat and then another meat and then maybe another vegetable and if we were lucky like a little special like 
treat on the side. Like, mm, I think yeah. that has a lot to do with class, though, because oh. I, you know, my mom can't cook. Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is, you know, she was yeah, working she's all working. the time. She's working. She's yeah. always working. So I ate fast food, oh, TV fun. dinners. Yeah. Oh, I just ate I garbage. That. I mean, I, I ate fast food too. Yeah, which is how I, yeah, you know, like that was my journey Absolutely. into food was like not yeah. understanding where it came from and how to make it because she didn't cook. Yeah. So I, I grew up eating Filipino food at like big gatherings, you know. Right. Did you like it? Family. Did you always like it? Did you always, I always feel like loved it? Was, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was. But it was. I didn't eat it every night because she wasn't home to cook it. Mm, I have a funny story about TV dinners. So like, going back to Mike's point about he didn't know what white people ate. Sometimes yeah. like you know I go grocery shopping with my mom and you pass through like the, the frozen food section right and you see the TV dinners and they look so good in the picture and one night my mom was like should we just get this for the family and we got like some TGI Fridays brand TV dinner you know they had like the meat and the appetizer and we got four my family microwaved it we sat in front of the TV and we took like three bites and then my mom just started cooking her food. <laughs> For sure. Nobody said anything. She just started cooking food, and we ate her food later. But it was it was like not good at all. It doesn't look anything like the picture. And no. I remember like that being so disappointing because yeah. it looks amazing in the picture. Yes, uh, yeah, it's very interesting about the TV dinner. Man, there are some TV dinners though that I, w- I fucked with for sure. Yeah, like what? There was like a there was there was a Stouffer's Swedish meatball. Yeah, mm. see, you know, meatballs are where they, where they you had the two pouches, <laughs> like one for the meatball and sauce, and one for the noodle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm starting to my, my mouth starting to water. Just <laughs> <thinking> about, uh, <laughs> uh, that, what does that What does that taste like? Neglect. Oh yeah, <laughs> delicious. Uh, so um, yeah, I definitely would would do that. That's very interesting with your mom because my mom was a nurse, and mm-hmm. so there would be a lot of times where we come home, and she would just give us like like uh, the soup that she that was like from. Like, like the cafeteria at the hospital? Y- yes, yeah, yes. I just ate like a lot soup. of hospital cafeteria. We ate a lot of that. I didn't know any better. And I was just like, oh, I guess I'm eating this. Yeah. And I didn't know any better. And it was only one, only after my mom's kind of schedule settled that she could start cooking food for us. Yeah. Which so, was like uh, a cool thing. But yeah. that was like how I learned about American food and like that kind of thing too was through cal- <laughs> through, through the hospital. Well, hospital uh, chicken noodle soup. You know, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. chicken noodle soup, like stuff like that. It was a broccoli. Broccoli cheddar. Broccoli cheddar, <laughs> uh, stuff like that. That's the one thing, uh, that's the white, inve- white invention I like. I do like broccoli cheddar. It's pre- <laughs> it pretty good. I'll give it to them. But pretty good, pretty good. All John, right, you John. got us this time. You got us this time. Who would, who would think to mix cheese and vegetables together? This canceling out the uh, healthy <laughs> attributes of the vegetable. <laughs> Fantastic. Why don't, why don't you wrap it up with these silly questions that you have? You okay, so I have, so I have some silly questions about, you know, we have been talking a lot about food, but I wanted to uh, ask a couple of, of silly silly questions about food that just, just because. So the, I guess the first thing is, um, what's something you hated eating as a kid? It could be a quote-unquote ethnic food uh, that you hated eating as a kid, but you love eating now. I think the thing for me is boon. You know boon. I you know noodle. The noodle. Yeah. I yeah. didn't like it as a kid. I didn't like the consistency of it. So if you get for people who don't know, it's a uh, it's like essentially angel hair, really thin noodles that which we serve in a nice soup or not. We do it with everything. But I didn't like the consistency of it. And uh, you know who taught me how to eat it? Anthony Bourdain. He was the one. He like ate it so much, and that I was like, I gotta give this a shot. I can't be letting this white guy outdo me. So I, w- I started making it, and I was like, Oh, this is what's up. So that's when I started eating it. I didn't like eating it. Mm. And oh. boon is a really big thing in North Vietnam, where my family's from, and so like we ate it all the time. And I'd be like, Oh, I don't want to eat this. But man, I love boon. Yeah. See. Yeah. Flexing on me. <laughs> um. I don't know. The first thing that comes to mind is like this, like fermented bean that. Dude, mm. I was gonna say natto, man. 
Well, that's different from... I didn't <laughs> know about natto growing it's up. It's, like, similar. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't slimy, but, like, my mom would make it, make it with, like, sh- pork sh- pork short ribs. Oh. oh and I just... I always found it, like, really strange tasting, and then now I'm, I, like, love... Now you're all about it. Mm. Yeah. It's an acquired taste. Yeah. And then the other thing was, like, eggplant. I don't general? like eggplant. I what also don't fuck? like eggplant. Really? Yeah. They're just so growing up. I, I think that I think that eggplants are great now. What? I feel like for me, like it's it's like the the other way around. Oh, like, there were a lot of things that I ate growing up, like Vienna sausage and fast food and like <gasps> melted Vienna cheese sausage. in a bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I just can't, I can't bring myself to eat now. Is this a Vietnam? I like moved to China and became lactose intolerant. <laughs> Whoa. You wanted the full Chinese experience. You're like, oh, you're <laughs> hold on, your mom melted cheese in a bowl? No, I did that. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but your mom did that for you. My mom did that for me because we don't got melted cheese in Vietnam. So it was just like, she was just kind of like delicacy. improvising yeah. as she uh, went. Just cheese? <laughs> cheese and milk and is, as a dip or just like straight up <laughs> she spoon? would, she would, like she would melt it huh like a bechamel no just is that the fancy word a for melted it? block we of called cheese. it craft cheese in <laughs> yeah. the bowl yeah, yeah. we melt the yeah. cheese and then like milk and then we put it on our cheese uh, broccoli sauce, like yeah. nacho cheese yes. sauce oh my god i had melted cheese on broccoli too oh my god was your mom my mom that's oh a, i forgot that's, that's a white thing that's related. a white thing that's a white thing also the Vienna sausage thing I remember I ate, eating that I grew up eating Vienna sausage mm. I don't know day. what it is Like as soon as Asian mom saw this They were like We're getting this in our kids <laughs> mm-hmm. Like this is what's up Yeah That's like a, That's a very funny thing I would eat some Vienna sausage right now Yeah What about you? <laughs> well so When I was real young My favorite dish Was this thing called Diniguan Do you Ooh, guys no, know it? No what is that? It's like pork Pork meat in a blood sauce Ooh. And my mom told me It was chocolate meat Which is why I loved it but then when I found out that it was blood, I stopped eating it. Is it, really? is, it a, is the blood bloody, like liquidy, or is it like a it's, cube of blood? It's the sauce is blood. It's like, Whoa. A, it's like <laughs> blood sauce. Yeah, but blood, you've had blood brown. sausage. It's good. It's I not a sausage, it's chocolate. sauce. Like oh, it's sauce. Whole, it's swimming, it's like pork meat swimming in a blood sauce. I feel that's disrespectful, so disrespectful to the animal, you know? Yeah. But so delicious. I, like, when I was a kid, <laughs> I loved it just because my mom told me it was chocolate. But then when I found out it was blood, I couldn't mm. do it anymore. <laughs> and that's the one that's the one Filipino dish that I'm still kind of squeamish about. Ooh. But I'm getting back into awful organ meats <laughs> because of my farm share. Mm. And like I get all I get a you know, a farm share, I get all my food from a farm upstate. Yeah. And and they raise all their own animals organically and and you know, part of the, it's like nose to tail, so you get all the different cuts of meat, including the organs. So yeah. I'm like working my way back toward. You're working your way from the outside in mm-hmm. of the animal. Trying, so trying to, flesh. yeah, reconnect with my with my chocolate meat roots. Yeah, mm. just uh, you know, when you're eating that bladder, just think about your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, okay, why don't we wrap it up with this question here? What is your secret white people food pleasure? Ooh, you can Ooh. go first, Mike. Like, what's a really weird one? Um, do you like do you ever like Twizzlers and shit like that like like American candy I never fuck with that shit you never eat the Twizzlers no I've had it but like I came from the land of like Haichu and shit I can't I can't <laughs> I can't be eating Starburst and like also growing up like Japanese people are really weird about food coloring we're like top oh. that it gives you cancer so like I I'm, I'd go to birthday parties and you know my friends like having they have these cakes and it's like blue like blue the color of blue man group blue. oh yeah yeah and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah what fruit is this from like i just couldn't okay f- i couldn't understand it and i would never eat it 
I would okay. never eat it. So that's uh, so that's my I guess that can my my thing. So actually, this ties back to um, when I was out on Long Island this weekend. There's a place called a Magic Mountain, yeah. which is like yeah. this awesome they have ice cream a mini place. Mini Oh no, shit. No, no, that's something else. Okay. It's called Magic Mountain. <laughs> it's got it's an ice cream place, and I always get always whatever ice cream is closest to a birthday cake. Oh really? So usually like places will have something called birthday cake or yeah, cake yeah, yeah, mix yeah. or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Always get it. I love sprinkles. I love food that's blue. <laughs> mm. You know that scene from uh, from um, from a Cap- from Hook. You know that movie Hook where I've they have to imagine yeah. the food. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got really into that. Yeah, that that scene where they're Yo, like. Yo, that was a famous Asian on screen. Dante. Dante. Dude, Dude, I don't know this one. I'm looking it up right now. He, Hook. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, that that that. By the way, how much did you love him? Oh my God. I wanted to be him when I grew He's up. He's Filipino. He's Filipino. He's still acting. He's the dancer, right? He's great. And uh, yeah, I used to love that scene because they would imagine food and it was like bright red, bright. It was like big balls of like, of whatever the fuck it was, probably potato or something, but like it was like blue. Mm. If there was some blue shit. I wonder what, what happened that made you, um, made you look at that as very appetizing. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think there's something about for little kids where like bright colors are like, like look good and you want to tr- stuff it in your mouth mm. I didn't necessarily want to eat crayons but like I think about it <laughs> how about you guys <laughs> you look on your face you think about it I think about it um okay th- uh, my dad used to he was raised by a foster parent so he arrived when he was like a teenager and uh the one American dish that he learned how to make was a uh, meatloaf and mm. like I always thought it was such a weird dish because like it was nothing like I had ever seen before. He would mix like white, like that Wonder Bread with like uh, like a packaged meatloaf ba- sachet, oh. and then he would Hamburger. slather the yeah. whole thing with ketchup. What? And then he would bake it. Oh my god! That that that's gonna be my secret. Wow. My secret pleasure. My secret American. I mean, <laughs> honestly, that sounds like um, your dad lost a bet. And his, his friends Give are like, to your daughter. I bet you, I bet you you're okay. If you lose this one, Triet, you have to feed your family this thing. And they're like, he's like, that's vile. And he's like, no, they ate it. And actually, my daughter loved it. Yeah, my mom's. Um, I remember she made meatloaf, and I, um, and uh, we didn't like it that much. But she had made like a ton of it. And I remember like a the worst week of my whole life as a six year old, just eating this, like w- working my way through this meatloaf. And I, I don't know why my mom was like, well, we're going to really white up this kid. And like, you gave me this food. So I don't know. Where, how do we get here? I'm not, I don't feel guilty about what I eat today. I don't have like secret, secret pleasures. Mm. You don't go, you don't go home and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to eat the shit out of this and not tell anyone about it. That's what I would do with, with Pizza Hut. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, yeah. Like to, I don't want people to know about my Pizza Hut thing. Yeah. I love pizza Hut. That's the worst of the fast food chains, I think. I used pizza to work Hut. there, so it was cool. <laughs> You're still you're, you're, you're time traveling yeah. <laughs> How did I get here? How did I get here? I'm eating, <laughs> eating it Alright And we're back with everyone's favorite uh, segment It's Das, das Race News. News And we've uh, of course got our guests from uh, Happy Family Night Market We've got Angeline Gergassen and Phoebe Tran So we've got uh, an awesome section uh, for our race news here, this is this is kind of a uh, this is kind of wonkish. Is yeah. the word wonkish? What does that mean? Wonkish is like a like, like a wonky? very like you know really interested in like the nuances of facts and such. And yeah. as you know, we don't like facts because we're morons. Yep, yep, yep. But yep. we're gonna get into this, and so this uh, comes out. Um, P 
Pew Research did uh, a study and uh, they asked uh, a question, um, they did a survey where uh, they wanted to know how often uh, the um, a conversation about race comes up uh, when uh, I- in conversations. And they had some really interesting uh, facts come out of this. Most black and Asian adults, 63 and 66% respectively, say race or race relations come up in their conversations with family and friends at least uh, sometimes compared with uh, at least sometimes they say that it comes up at least sometimes um, top two box yeah compared with uh, about half of white and uh, Hispanic adults that's surprising yeah I mean I guess like the, the, the big takeaway is that Asian people are talking about race with their family as much as black families and that shocked me I didn't I didn't uh, I thought that it would be the opposite I thought that Asian people would would never talk about it not never um, but like a lot more or less now 63 66% that's like that's not statistically significant so that's like you know that's mm. about the same right mm-hmm. and I mean obviously we all know that you know a lot of black communities talk about that because it's very important but I mean I did not have a single conversation about race with my family growing up so and I don't know I don't know what you guys experience have been I think it's probably because my parents are immigrants and that's not something they really understand in this country um, but yeah I don't know. What do you guys... I mean, what about you, Mike? What do you, did you talk about race with your family? I feel like... The reason why I didn't think they did is because if they did, I feel like Asian people will be more confident being Asian people in this country. I think it... I think they... I think it comes up. I think maybe you're... Well, I don't know. It may, I might be different for for your thing, but I think some... I think if you think about it, it comes up in ways where it's like... Because I, <laughs> I think, Fumi, it's not like... We're gonna sit down and talk about black people. You know what I'm saying? No, um, I think I think it comes up in like, oh well, I th- especially I think with Asian people in the food, in food, but then also in the, what we call Asian hate. Yeah, you know, Asian hate. we have that. You're we right, have the Asian right. hate conversation. That's a lot true. Of times we, we go, no, oh, look at these, yeah. look at these Chinese people. Yeah, blah, 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 we don't blah. know what constitutes constitutes as like talking about race because when I read this, my first thought was like, because you know, uh, I've a comedian friend named Mike Brown, black comedian. He told me that um, when he was younger, his mom sat him down and said like, and had like an explicit yes. conversation. And that's about what race I was relations. thinking. He's like, people, you know, you have to be careful on the police. People are going to treat you differently. And it's because you're black, but it's okay. Like, but I just want you to know that, that right. that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. And I think a lot of black families do that. But that's the way I was interpreting this article. But to your point, I bet when Asian people are talking about race, it's the complete, it's the opposite where they're just like shitting on other people. It could be that. I want to know like what the what the quality of these race conversations are. If, yeah. like, if we Because cause then you're still talking about race, even if you're talking about like in your yeah, own race yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But also remember that, um, you know, this is about... This is adults, so this is like a, a contemporary survey. So they surveyed people like us. Yeah, eighteen. I up. talk the shit out about race, right? As soon as I see another Asian person, and that Asian person and I are alone, I'm like, these fucking white people. Am I right? You know what I'm saying? Then we start going, we get into it. But this, okay, but this is families and friends. So I guess that makes sense. That's true. But what about with family? Did you guys you, ever talk you guys, about What do you guys that? think about this? I talked about race with my mother growing up for mm, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was very. We couldn't not talk about it. Yeah. She was Filipino, 100% Filipino from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm half. But yeah. how, how did it come up? She would be like, "You will never understand me <laughs> <laughs> my, my experience because yeah. you were born and raised in this country, and you are half white. Moreover, Jewish. So mm. she may be very aware of that as well. That Actually, she wouldn't say white. She would be like, you're mestiza, which is in the Philippines. You know, they have all these like shades. Yeah, they have all the shades. shades What's the other word that means looks more Asian? There's like so that means looks more European, right? And then there's oh. another word that means looks more Chinese. I don't. Oh, um, like Chinese Filipino? No, it's just like Filipinos who look more European versus Filipinos who look more like me. Truth. 
There's like I was watching some. YouTube I don't know the other this. word, yeah. but yeah, she would it's say she would tell me you're mestiza, which oh. I'm like I was so disturbed by. Like I would go to the Philippines and all her relatives would be like, "Oh, your daughter's so pretty, she's mestiza," oh. and I'd be like, "You're saying yeah. I'm pretty because I'm half white? Right, That's right, so right. fucked up." Dang. Colonization did of you the mind. The, did, you, yeah. did you think you thought that right away? Like yes, you as, were a ready, child. as a child, you kid. thought that was fucked up. Yeah, even though I didn't have the language for it, right? I didn't understand mm. colonialism. But did that um, result in you trying to be more white because you're like, well, this is the side that they're responding to more often, so like this must be the right one. Did, like, yeah, I that, totally assimilated. Yeah, yeah in Wisconsin, yeah. Yeah. where I was, I went to a very, very, very white school. Yeah. Making out under the bleachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. Mm. Work. Chelsea, Chelsea. Okay. Word. How about you, Phoebe? Uh, I feel like. Growing up, it was more about like embracing your Vietnamese, mm-hmm. like honoring your Vietnamese heritage, mm. and like we we had it hard growing up. Like my parents would be like, "We had it hard, so like you have to make sure that you finish school and like get married and have kids and do everything like about that where that things that we didn't have growing up." And then when it came to race, I feel like. I, honestly like sometimes there were things that there are still things that are said that are that are like very inherently racist oh wow well, huh? yeah. yes yeah. there but you that's go that's very Vietnamese yeah. high five <laughs> 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 yes do you try to ha- ever have a conversation about your with your parents about like that's kind of racist <laughs> or anything like that I'll say it I don't think that they like understand it I mean very similar to to you Fumi where they'll say things and then I'll, I'll like be like why, why did you say that like why mm. do you think that you know yeah. and they yeah. won't make the effort to try and have that conversation like yeah. they're very like uh, they they choose to be ignorant of yes. those yes, 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 yes. topics and not like understand it at a deeper level um, but when it comes to talking about like Viet- being Vietnamese like I mean I think that ever since starting Happy Family Night Market they're like oh Phoebe like embracing her heritage oh, sharing really? her heritage yeah. you are know? they coming out Nah. They're coming out. Are they? <laughs> For the event. Yeah. Oh, uh, last year they did. Oh, that's really? nice. Yeah, it was really sweet. They believe, wow. they believe in her, Mike. That's amazing. How many, <laughs> how many shows have your parents been Never. to? Never. <laughs> oh, hold on here. But that's also by design. I am not having my mom see me <laughs> yeah, same. on stage. <laughs> Fuck no. Are you kidding me? Because comedy is different than like, hey, come to this cool party I'm throwing. That's until, very different. Until, I, until I'm like a headliner or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Yeah. You know, yeah, look yeah. at all these people came to see me. No, yeah, not yeah, if yeah, it's yeah. like I'm I'm like fifth in line of this fucking horrible but if showcase. They're in time, if they're in town, would you invite them to Hex City? Yeah, because that's like our thing. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I, yeah. I know that's going to be good and no one's yeah. going to make fun of me or anything like that. Um, but you. that's interesting. You know what? That's so funny. I I realized that like, <laughs> like we do talk about race, but it's it's like in a completely different way. It's a different context than all these other ethnicities, and that makes me wonder like, how are Hispanic people talking about race? How are white people talking about race? Like, what white people talking about race with their families? Well, I wonder, this is what, what is I wanted that to like? talk yeah, about. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, get into it. White, you know, like yeah. white is just a contra- construct that's designed to other people Ooh. who are not in power or who are not dominant like socioeconomically mm. dominant like think about like Italian Americans and mm-hmm. Irish Americans once upon a time not too long ago were not white but now they are but now they are mm-hmm. you know so there there is no such thing as white so what how do you, um. then how do you refer to them well if they self-identify as Irish American well what if you just see some white people across the street how do you refer to them <laughs> I mean I really think that it, it is really more of a like socioeconomic thing. it is and like uh. um, but I think that's okay to have categories yeah right? I'm not saying we shouldn't use the word because it it, it is useful yeah um, I just think that, I mean I, I agree with you but I also think like you said why is associated with power but who gives them that power 
n- non. Well, everyone who used the word gives them that power. Mm, what do you mean? Mm. We, do you think by using the word we give them power? Yes. Why? Interesting. Because it's it's othering. It it implies like this is the no, this is the default. This is the standard. This yeah. is the normal identity. Mm. And anything that is not white is other. So should um, is ethnic right. We're in IL seven. It's foreign. That's the, the thing. that's the confusing thing about. I, mean, I think a lot of Asian people don't even know how to answer this question. Uh, I totally agree with you, but I, I, Asian people talk shit all the time about white people. But then they also want to preserve their Asian thing, so they like not being white. So it's like, if that went away, then I feel like Asian people wouldn't even know how to refer to themselves. Does that make sense? Like. Asian people love, or just like non-white people love saying like white people shit, white people shit. It's fun. It's it's like a thing now. It's it's empowering to own that because when you were younger, you were made fun of. You were you were made to feel less because you weren't white, and now you can openly just be like, oh, that's some white people shit, or like I don't do that. That's not me, you know. Mm. But right. But if that went away, like I feel like Asian people just want both right now. They want to shit on the white people and be the white people. So it's like I don't know. I mean, it's kind of this relates to the central question of this this year's Happy Family Night Market, which is what is Asia. Whoa, nice plug. What is Asia? What is Asia? Because, I mean, we're talking about Asians. You know, like, there's... Asia is... It's a blanket term that categorizes millions of people who may or may not share languages or Mm -hmm, cultures mm -hmm, mm -hmm, or mm -hmm, histories. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And actually, if you look into the etymology of the word Asia, it was invented by Greek cartographers and Mm. explorers to identify people who were east of their territory so people who were not them it was yeah. it was a term that was designed to be used for other to denote these these are not us gotcha and so in a similar sense i think the term the term white is akin to using the term asian to kind of generalize mm. what should be a more multicultural identity you mm. know mm. that's too long to put on a business card so what should i call myself <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it's a problem to self-identify as asian i'm just saying that okay, like, you should recognize that okay good because we really honestly built a whole brand around this, so. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a little too <laughs> late but that's all fine against it multicultural not multicultural that's why we're talking about it as a diaspora that's right true, huh? you know yeah. like just because you're not from asia doesn't mean you're not asian doesn't mean you can't self-identify or just because you don't look asian doesn't yeah. mean you know what do you, think, what do you think about this mike because you always you know i was talking to raymond about this earlier raymond is our camera guy and when you were gone he had a very th- interesting thing to say about our podcast I asked him like you know what do you like about the podcast what, what don't you like about it and he said I love it when you guys talk about race and you and Mike go off on each other not go off but when you guys talk to each other because you guys never agree on anything yeah um, and he said that he, he, he this is these are his words okay don't get mad at me <laughs> okay he said Fumi is um, tries to um, be inclusive of the white man and then Mike is the complete opposite where he shits on the white man and he, but he's like he, but he said he, he, I, he said he enjoys that conversation because we don't ever get mad at each other you know what's fun is that uh, you ex- you um, couch that as if I was going to be offended I'm not offended I know you're not offended Fantastic. that's your brand good that's your brand good but what do you have to say about what Angeline just said as a white man shitter the, so white I agree is like a social construct because like you can kind of like pick who can be inside of it and who can't but I would say that it is a. Uh, I, I don't know if I don't know if you would disagree with this. I think you would agree that like white is real, and I do think that there there is, there are, things that are. White, and I think even phenotypically there are things that are white, which, may not. Be naturally that way, do you know what I'm saying? So like light skin is, associated with whiteness, but it's not 
you know, that's just an arbitrary thing in a lot of ways, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can be a dark-skinned white person and be still be white. Well, I think we just need to question, like, are we talking about class? Are we talking about race? Are we talking about uh, nationality? Mm. Are we talking about complexion? Yeah. What are yes. you talking about when we say white? Mm. I think it's contextual clues. I think I'm talking about astrology. That's the main <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the main <laughs> thing. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine, like, white families talking to each other about about race i don't know what that looks like i mean i I think that you know to um yeah i mean i think that's a really interesting one what what do white people talk about when they talk about race like because is it the opposite of what black families go through where they sit down and then they acknowledge their privilege and they talk about slavery and be like so you have to be careful around minorities you you know what i mean i doubt it's like that i wish it was like that i don't know i don't think my friends had that because they treated me like shit (laughs) (laughs) you should listen to this podcast Well, why don't we move on to our games? Okay, <laughs> that was good. That was uh, that was a tr- that was that was a good one. I uh, this is this is a game. I made it up. Okay, we have we have two games. We'll just give it a shot. Sorry, dude. You have another um, game? Yeah, I just made it up just now <laughs> um, because you know I was inspired by our our conversation, which okay. I didn't understand. Yes. So one, it's called Asian American cuisine. Is there such a thing? A, I don't know. B, I'm gonna give you some I, some some dishes. And you tell me if this would this qualify? Let's imagine there's a restaurant called Asian American Cuisine. Ooh, delicious. Okay, you tell me if this dish is Asian American or not. Would you serve it at your Asian American restaurant? Okay, rice, but with Molly on top. <laughs> <laughs> is that Asian American? Is that served on the Asian American cuisine? Depends on the demographic. Is it Coachella. a millennial restaurant Coachella. or is it Coachella. a baby boomer restaurant? Ooh. Baby boomer, no. <laughs> millennial and Z, yes. Yes. Okay. Mm. How about you, Phoebe? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Anything with rice. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's no exceptions. Oh, man. Oh, man. Go to Coachella and they're like having, the, you have Molly, but it's in a rice ball. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Do they have CBD rice balls? They probably, probably. do. But like, probably. So what about Spain? Spain has rice. They have paella. They yeah, rice. what kind of rice? Uh, true. Sticky, rice. Sticky, rice, Sticky rice, bro. Sticky rice. Sticky rice. Sticky rice. Or die. Sticky rice. Definitely. Sticky rice. Okay. Okay. That's on the. That's on the menu. Uh, how about this ramen soup? But it's ninety bucks. <laughs> Just the soup, no noodles. You tell me. <laughs> what the fuck is ramen soup? No, the answer is no. <laughs> Why? That's just broth. <laughs> but it's ninety bucks, dude. No, if it's if it's overpriced, actually, there's an art, there's a there's an art installation at Happy Garden <laughs> Net Market this year that, ad- that addresses this, that addresses food that was created out of necessity, that was like survival, yeah, like mm. noodle soup, right, right, uh, and has you know since become fetishized and commoditized and is now like super overpriced. Oh. So yeah, maybe, I mean, huh? Ooh, maybe, maybe that's gonna go on the like the second page of the menu. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, this is a good one. I would order this egg rolls, but they're blue. <laughs> like food coloring blue, just blue, dog. I feel like that's kind of trendy now. Like, there's like chefs that are are making like oh like I'm sorry, I don't want to call this trendy because it happened at Happy Family but last year Diane Chang made a blue onigiri using butterfly peas that's cool whoa yeah see well there's yeah. also like I had like red rice mm-hmm. yeah I mean yeah, there's colored there's red that's rice a, that's a varietal that's like a plant varietal she colored the rice like oh. she used blue water 
using natural a natural dye out of a flower. See, if it's natural, I'm down. If it's natural. <laughs> See, I'm not that, down with that. I want it to be nuclear blue. <laughs> blue so that birthday shit. party. Yeah, exactly. I want, I want to be able to open, it, cut it into it, and like ice creams inside. So, all right, that's a pretty good restaurant. Thank oh, you. Yeah, for, thank you for playing our game. All right. All right, thank you everybody so much for listening. Uh, again, our guests today were the co-founders of Happy Family Night Market, uh, Angeline and Phoebe. Uh, do you guys have anything you'd like to plug? Anything you want our listeners to know? Tickets are on sale. You have up until July twelfth to purchase your ticket. Um, and we we strongly advise buying them in advance. So there's three tiers: general admission plus pass VIP. Which one are we? You guys are a plus pass. <gasps> oh, wow. not even VIP. Damn. Wow. But you are That's VIP. Fine. Oh, you mean like? By nature. Okay, thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Happy Family Night Market starts at noon on Saturday, July 13th, and it goes until 11 p.m., 11 hours. That's crazy. Non-stop food, films, music, panel discussions, workshops, yeah. art. Do you, yeah, you can comedy. check out the full schedule online and we, I mean, you should definitely plan your day in advance. Plan in advance for sure. Take a workshop. Definitely check it out. We're going to be... Yeah, we're going to be there. Uh, our panel's at 2 p.m., mm-hmm. I yeah. believe. Mm-hmm. Um, not your token Asian. Not your token, token Asian, Asian. So you can catch us and our amazing hot takes and my confusion about stuff um, <laughs> live, in person. Well, yeah. I will be probably wearing shorts that are too short. <laughs> and um, you can check us out on Instagram. Oh yes, please check us out on Instagram at Asian Not Asian Pod, and you can also find their. Uh, you can also find me on there at the Fumi Abe. That's T H G F U M I A B E. And you can find me on Instagram at Nice Pants Bro. Remember to check out uh, our iTunes page and leave us a review. Uh, also, uh, our Patreon page is patreoncom Pod. And please check out our uh, Hack City show. It's, that's the live stand-up show that Mike and I do together. It's kind of half podcasting, half comedy show. And the next one's going to be July seventeenth. Wednesday, 8 p.m. at Canal Street Market here, 265 Canal Street. So bring your friends. Um, you know, please RSVP online so we know how many people to expect. It's been an amazing time. DJ Mad Ryan is back. We're going to be playing some good oh, music. Oh, yeah. Uh, cool. I think that is it. Well, right? Hang out. And uh, thanks again to uh, Phoebe Angeline. Yeah, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Bye. 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 This episode of Asian Not Asian is presented in partnership with Listening Party. Follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market.